0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this latest episode of the podcast. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by The Lighting Archive. Modern theatrical lighting is a unique art form whose history, until now, has been exceedingly difficult to study due to limited access to original lighting instruments. The Lighting Archive website is developing a collection of actual plots, focus charts, and cue sheets from real shows. To learn more, go to thelightingarchive.org. This episode is also brought to you by The Archiving Technical Theater History Facebook page, and online mentorship program. The mentorship program is an online avenue to connect, share, collaborate, and provide helpful assistance to students and teachers alike by putting them together through social media. If you wish to be a mentor or are looking for someone to be a mentor to, be sure to click on the mentorship link located on the menu page. Lots of great people with experience in many different fields awaits you. Please check us out on Facebook. My guest this week is Ms. Barbara Priodova. Ms. Priodova is a writer, editor, curator, and teacher with a strong academic background and extensive professional experience in the field of theater and performance design, sonography. Her writing, curatorial, and research projects bridge Europe and North America, particularly through a long-term collaboration with Prague Quadrennial, the world's largest festival and exhibit dedicated to performance design and space. Recently, Ms. Priodova was co-creator with Mr. Pravo Dravek for the PQ 2019 Talks. Ms. Priodova works independently with theater artists and scholars to document, analyze, and promote their performance and scenographic practices. She helps guide artists and scholars through writing process of artist statements, academic papers, thesis and dissertations, as well as promotional materials. Ms. Priodova holds a PhD in theater studies and MA in English from Masaryk University, Czech Republic. Her dissertation focused on the work of Czechoslovakian sonographer, Josef Svoboda. Ms. Priodova's expertise in performance, design, sonography has given her the opportunity to develop a series of skills in academic writing, curatorial and historiographic research, and teaching both undergraduate and graduate courses in Europe and in the United States. Ms. Priodova has gained unique experiences in intercultural communication collaborating with artists and researchers internationally. Ms. Priodova's research and cura- curatorial projects have also been recognized by Fulbright Research Scholarship, Mellon Fellowship, and New York Public Library Research Fellowship. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please welcome Ms. Barbara Priodova. And and now we are recording. Excellent. Hello everyone and welcome to this latest episode of the podcast. Today I am joined uh, by Professor, Doctor, which 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 uh, which title is is best for you?
1: I'm not a big on titles, but I'm a doctor. I am.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, I want to make sure you get the proper credit you have earned. Uh, doctor Barbara Prodova is a researcher, teacher, and curator in theater studies. She is one of the curators of the Prague Quadrennial Performance Design and Space of PQ Talks 2019. The world's largest event focused on performance design and space. She has published essays and book reviews in catalogs and peer reviewed journals, including theater design and technology, performance research, and Theatralia. She holds an MA in theater studies and English language and literature, and a PhD in history and theory of theater from Masaryk University, Czech Republic. She is a recipient of a Fulbright Research Fellowship and the short term research fellowship at the New York Public Library and she was selected to participate in Mellon Summer School of Theater and Performance Research at Harvard University. I am honored to have with me via via the internet, via Skype, Miss or Doctor, I'm sorry, Barbara Preodova.
1: Privadova. Excellent. Well, so much for having me. It's great pleasure at George. <laughs>
0: Excellent. This is uh this is kind of taking a little bit of time to get. I did speak to um, your co-creator Pavel right. from uh, the PQ talks, and I figured it was important to to speak with you as well, and kind of get some insight about the process that uh, you went through with the uh, with with the talks, and uh, just what wh- how it turned out. You know, just kind of step me through it. So, so if you could just kind of let's just start there. How did the PQ talks go for you?
1: Well. Uh... First of all, I want to mention that I think it was the first time at, uh, in the history of PQ that we had PQ Talks in such a large curated form as a project with actually curators. And it was great when Marketa Fantova, the artistic director, asked me and Pavel to do it together. We're so different and uh, of course Pavel is excellent, uh, he's genius. And uh, I, uh, we've been friends for a long time too and I feel we worked together as a great team to uh, prepare the whole PQ Talks. We started with the open call. Uh, We did have some uh, questions and issues that uh, we were hoping to focus on that stem out of the the overall artistic conception of PQ, but we also wanted to be be very open. It was one of the uh, very deliberate curatorial gestures. the the sort of position of, we want people to tell us what's going on in in their practices, in their countries, in their cultures, uh, in terms of scenography and performance design. So it was very open. Uh, uh, We had a wonderful uh, load of applications coming in and then we just uh, did the job of trying to um, prepare a full programming out of them. And I think it turned out great. We're also very happy about how it turned out.
0: I, I can only imagine how daunting it must have been when you put the call out. When it, you probably it probably started off slow, and then all of a sudden you got a mountain of of ideas and requests of of what people wanted to do. And in in actuality, there were only so many slots, obviously. So what what? So in total, there were what uh, about a hundred around a hundred talks themselves, whether they be full talks flash talks or some sort of other version of
1: that? Yeah, I think so. The the numbers are really crazy. I think in terms of the speakers, we got to the number, almost 200 people participating. So it was really mammoth. And uh, one of the reasons we could uh, have it so huge was actually the flash talks program that you were part of the idea that we asked a number of the participants, would you please condense your um presentation into something shorter uh it's challenging because you really have to pick how and what you're gonna say but this way it's gonna allow us to have more people presenting their projects ideas issues and uh Pavel talked about it uh on your show i heard it i I think that was the most successful format so i think that's the way to go ahead
0: yeah i i I clearly for me as, as someone who participated I liked a certain amount of the short format, um, probably because, A, my, what I was talking about was actually part of a much larger idea. And when it was offered the opportunity to like segment it, it was like, okay, I, now I have to really think about it. Because originally, I was, truth be told, I was kind of leaning on, on the other group to kind of help fill me out in, in terms of the scope and what we're talking about um but to actually be like no no no, let's see what this idea is now it what what i I appreciate is is the different levels of completeness that the that a lot of the presenters presented at least that was my impression um in the way that uh you and pavel framed the, the 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 talks how did you decide on say I guess categorizing the, the 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 talks like so many about production and so much about scenography. How what was the process with kind of determining the topics?
1: Yeah, well, that's actually the most difficult, but also the most fun part. Uh, obviously it's always to some extent artificial to create the sort of categories, but we really were trying to see, uh, if there are some overlaps, if there's, there is some potential of uh, the individual talks to communicate with one another, maybe if there is an interesting tension between them that could work together, um, and also to be quite honest, especially in case of flash talks, sometimes it was just a matter of scheduling and availability. We would have of, of course love it to have just the whole flash talks about costume or the whole flash talks about memory, but sometimes that was not possible. Mm -hmm. and as it usually is even the things that we didn't think uh, they had resonances in the end they had because you can never foresee completely everything uh but yeah the idea was really to try to pick out the uh underlying themes um to also make it a little easier for people who you know there's so many there's so many things going on at pq and uh, you can only do and see so much. So maybe if you see like a thematic uh, bunch that speaks to you're interested in, you're going to come and see that at PQ Talks.
0: Now, have, had you been involved in PQ prior to this as a participant in, in some fashion?
1: Well, I m- have quite a bit of a hi- history with PQ now. Uh, I started uh, during my PhD studies, they actually, it was a local call when they looked for new writers about scenography and uh, I applied and uh, I started writing, editing, consulting for PQ uh, and uh, I also did a bit of research on PQ itself, I became really interested in that event. And that all somehow culminated in this huge project now with Marketa becoming the new Artistic Director and inviting me to take on a more complex uh, task of procurating curating the PQ Talks. So there has been some sort of development for me uh, and growing with PQ uh, from a student into a professional. And uh, I've been very much um, who I am as a professional has been uh, very much uh, shaped by PQ and uh, what was going on around it, what has been going on with it.
0: So your, your background is you, had, you started as a uh, studies in sonography and that eventually brought you into history and research or did you start in a, another field within the, the performing arts and just naturally gravitated towards uh, uh, the, the work that you're doing now?
1: Well, uh, going very, very backwards, I uh, was painting, I was drawing, interested in that, that actually brought me into a youth theater, where I met Pavel, and I was mm-hmm. doing scenography as a part of that youth theater group, but I also like writing and research, and so um, after high school, I went to study theater studies uh, as, a, as a theoretical, critical project which is Mm -hmm. the way we do it in the Czech Republic. I didn't study practical scenography, uh, but I uh, became interested in Yazov Soboda's work. And I also uh, got the chance to research in his archive in Prague. I was working uh, on a documentary movie about him, Theodor Svoboda, as a researcher, as a writer, as an assistant director. And uh, so that how my understanding of scenography has been shaped.
0: Okay, yeah, I, I know I don't know a lot about uh, Josef Svoboda, um, other than what I've I've read via a Wikipedia page or, or things like that. Um, uh, so let's see. He was the principal designer at the Czech National Theatre and held that position for more than thirty years. Uh, his installations, Laterna, Laterna Magica and Poly Polykren, mm-hmm. something like that. Realized together with director Alfred Radek and his brother Emil on the occasion of the Expo 58 in Brussels and allowed him to be internationally known. Uh, It says here, Josef Svoboda considered himself a sonographer rather than a designer. He chose to show a more holistic, architectural, non-naturalistic approach to design. Um, Via Wikipedia, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Um, So in in your study of of his work what drew you particularly to his work was it the style was it um something philosophical was it just you went you saw it and you went i really like what he does and i want to learn more about it
1: well i think what i was first drawn by is really his vision of theater as a place where the magic happens because that's how i fell in love with theater in the first place that's I'm enchanted by theater forever and always. Uh, That's where the magic happens when you're there with the other people sitting next to you and then with the performers in front of you. Uh, But he's really fascinating. If you are into uh, visual fine arts like me, just seeing the photograph as a student of his work, the the photographs from his performances, that's just stunning, the work with light. Uh, the work with projections, uh, something breathtaking. and Also, then when you go deeper into his work, uh, and the way he talks about it and the way he thought about scenography, that's really inspiring too because he has this idea that uh, scenography really is everything. It goes into direction, it's interconnected with the acting, it's really the the way you shape the whole performance. Uh, But, it's also an interesting persona in the sense that he was the major uh, theater designer during the communist era, and he was one of the few people that were able to travel and, and uh, work internationally, and he had this collaboration with the, with the communist regime, with the state. So there is an interesting tension between uh, admiring work, his work, and then understanding the, the political, the historical context in which it was conceived. And uh, as a a person who was born in that regime, but was still a child, you know, it's a generational thing for us to grapple with that and make sense of it. Uh, I was drawn by all of these bits and pieces. So I have spent quite a lot of uh, time working on him to the point that I'm ready to move on. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, well, what would put you in slightly rarefied air, for me anyway, is you are the second person I know now who has earned a Fulbright scholarship. The first was um, one, of our, one of my previous interviewees, Carrie, Carrie M. Chandler, who is now at New York University, uh, on a Fulbright scholarship. Um, how was that process, and how did the, that, that scholarship help further your studies?
1: Oh, immensely, immensely. I, I mean, I was uh, lucky, anyway, uh, during my PhD studies at Masaryk University, I had a wonderful, wonderful advisor, Avasta Hrikova, who uh, one of the things she always did was encouraging me to go out there and see how things are done elsewhere even though the topic was uh, sort of strictly speaking Czech. So you could, uh, you know, and sometimes people ask me, why would you go uh, do your Fulbright out in the U.S. when you were focusing on a Czechoslovak scenographer? But exactly the, the, the possibility to getting a different perspective of, of seeing things that's so crucial. And I'm finding it out even now that I live outside of the Czech Republic and it helps me so much uh, to understand things uh, in in a new way. So I did apply with a project about Czechoslovak scenography to go to the Ohio State University, there in Columbus. They have wonderful, wonderful resources on Czechoslovak scenography, strangely enough, the biggest collection outside of the Czech Republic. Uh, so I went to work with the archives uh, with uh, Nina Couch and, and Joe Brandeski, who is uh, a great expert on Czech uh, theater and scenography in the US and who became my mentor. And uh, Again, I get so many uh, new insights into how to understand, not only the work of Svoboda, but also to see uh, how we can talk about arts across cultures, across states, it's a special challenge to explain somebody the significance of that person, their art coming from that particular part of the world and to talk to audience on the other side of the world. And, uh, it was great. It also, uh, brought me other opportunities. Like I worked with Joe Brandesky and, uh, other fantastic researchers from the Czech Republic on a huge exhibition, Shakespeare in Prague, uh, where we, uh, collected artefacts, materials to show how Shakespeare's plays have been staged in the Czech Republic throughout the 20th century. And we exhibited it in the U.S., so the U.S. audiences could see what Shakespeare meant for uh, in Czech theatre, and Shakespeare has a special place there. So it has been a continuous collaboration uh, through that early Fulbright ties. Yeah, uh, it's... It,
0: it. One of the things you mentioned was uh, leaving your country to, to study abroad and having what I guess I may be qualified, qualified as perspective. It's how do I, instead of studying the Svodva's work in, in Prague, going outside of it and looking at it from a distance and maybe kind of how does the, other, the rest of the world or where I am see it. Um, I know through my experience now, I have lived abroad now for the last seven years. And when I go back to the, the States, it's a very different feeling because now I've, I've integrated into a different mindset, different way of thinking and different perception of what it means to be American, for example. And uh, shortly I'm going to Germany to, to learn more about um, sonography as well, because that's a topic of interest for me and some of the historical architectural stage mechanics, those kinds of things. Because like I said, that's just, I don't have that exposure in the States. Now, again, the States tends to be very closed off in certain aspects. Um, but so I feel like it's like an imperative for me, at least as someone who is curious to go and, and and go see what else is different. Um, in in that vein, in, in that time now that you've uh, uh, been in the States and happily, uh, happily, found home in, in, in the States. Um, what what have you found has changed you about your 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 approach to how you look at things?
1: So first of all just a short comment. I'm not sure I can say I found happily home in the States. It's still oh. <laughs> it's still I, I, process and very much being in the place of in between, you know. I'm sure yeah. you know from experience like you're never uh home the home is never the same as it used to be but the new place is not your home either so constantly going back and forth but it's actually as much as it can get frustrating uh, it's also very inspiring and that's I think where the interesting things are coming from so it's good it's all good for me I, I, I'm learning that's great uh, and uh, to go uh, back to your question I must say I have just become so much more I guess political in the way I see things. I don't think I was that much interested in that aspect or dimension of art or things in general before coming to this country. Uh, And just uh, living in the moment right here and now, it really has uh, made me much more sensitive toward um, uh, how art really can contribute to making a difference, to making change and also the questions of who makes art, who is allowed to make art, uh, uh, who gets to be represented—all those sorts of things—that I honestly didn't ask myself when I was back in the Czech Republic. So probably that.
0: Okay. Yeah. The the the, the I, I I agree with the feeling, kind of like in between, um, and uh, you know, this is not something you know, there's something to be said about a shared common experience. You know, you go to a concert or you go have a meal or something like that, and it's something you can talk about. But I find it very challenging sometimes to find other people who have moved to another country that is not their own and try to fit in. But when they go back, it's it's not the same as it once was, because that life has moved on on some level. Sure, I can go home. I'm gonna go home and the streets are going to be the same and a lot of the buildings are still there and, and things like that. but I know it's different but it's but it feels the same. Um, uh, so I, I think I think one day that, that'll that'll be a topic for a, for a, for a talk is uh, the between the in-between traveler or artist or however you want to look at it. That's but to get into your topic. <laughs> yeah uh, but to get back into your um, uh, who makes art, um what what you were saying, uh, there is with so much an upheaval that's happening, um, certainly in in the region I'm in, um I hear a lot from uh, the folks in South America. Uh, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Abby Cohen in Brazil, um, and the the unrest that's going on there. And during the Pq uh, event, they, for a day of solidarity, they closed their um, their display and things like that. Um, you know, that's a real hot topic. Uh, I guess, I guess my, 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 I know that art at time has been subversive or it has been, uh, overtly political. Um, I, I I guess I'm kind of curious as to where do you think this is, what, what, what is the, what is the artist's voice nowadays? Is it, because now we have instant this and, uh, uh, Facebook that and and things like that. The the time to make art or to share it is very very quick. So do you think that's helpful or do you think that might be a hindrance to the 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 artist the artist's voice? Uh,
1: uh, you mean uh, using social media? Is it helpful? Well, in 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 the sense that. I have
0: been guilty of at times writing something in, in a moment of haste and then hitting send and then all of a sudden realizing I can't take it back because now it's out there. Now, when if maybe 50 years ago, when an artist took photographs or painted something, there was a lot of time between the thought that they put into it and then its presentation to an audience or the public or things like that. Nowadays, I can. From from just from just my phone, I can make a picture, put a caption on it, and send it out into the into the into the universe. And I, it only took me thirty seconds. And now there's now there's much greater consequences for that for that action.
1: So I'm probably not the best uh, person to ask this question. I'm so bad with social media, and <laughs> I just personally. Uh, don't enjoy using them that much, but I think uh, it's immen- immensely helpful for many people because it's really the possibility to uh, express your ideas through channels that otherwise you wouldn't have had. It's, it's really the democratization of, uh, of, of media and being able to say what you want to say or show what you want to show. Of course, it comes with a lot of responsibility and it comes with a lot of noise that you have to... Uh, go through, but I, I see that as very, very positive um, progress, I would say. Okay. Many people have gotten voices through that that didn't have before and for many people that's that's really the only channel that they can use and you can see that on how uh, smaller companies thrive on, on social media and on, on internet and how the artists have been able to uh, profile themselves through the social media. So. I would say it's good. Okay, um, you are currently uh, uh,
0: an assistant professor, yes?
1: No, I'm not an assistant professor. I uh, oh. teach. I teach uh, as a as an adjunct professor in uh, two universities here. But that's just one of yeah. the things that I do.
0: In in well, okay. Then let, let me ask you this question: In your opportunity to to interact with with the next generation of of artists and Thinkers and designers. What what traits have you noticed about them um, that uh, you say, "Wow, uh, I had that similar idea," or "I'm amazed at where they're going"?
1: Uh, I uh, recently I have taught here in the U.S. in Philadelphia and in South Carolina before, and uh, I really think that uh, the the new generation, the young students are interested in, I'm going to use the, the loaded term scenography a, as a way of uh, really again making difference in the world through the arts. Uh, they're so interested in everything around them, what's going on, uh, they're interested in architecture, they're interested in politics, in ecology and environment. Uh, they're so ready to uh, translate that into their art they, I feel they're committed and I think that's fantastic uh, because uh, that's what we need
0: are you are you currently working on uh, any projects or, or new research um, uh, I know you said you want to start to move away from uh, 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 Josef Svoboda so where where do you see yourself gravitating toward what what topic or subject is it that uh, now? you want to dig your, dig, your, uh, dig your teeth into.
1: So yeah, I, I was saying that I want to move from that, but the reality is that I will probably stay for a little bit. Something uh, I'm very excited about is that Pavel and me, actually, as a result of PQ Talks, have started working on, a, on an essay that will talk about scenography as it emerged from PQ Talks. So we want to go back to the term again, but also talking about all the different designers, scenographers, artists we've met through the talks and how they think about scenography. Uh, so that's something we just started working on, and uh, I feel like it's it's just a first step towards a bigger project, bigger bigger thing, because we're very we've had a lot of exciting conversations about this. And then uh, I also. Um, Wanna continue. I'm excited to continue my writing and editing uh, practice, helping artists to promote and um, uh, document their work. So that's something I enjoy and I want to continue doing.
0: Have you, uh, have you had the... Now, th- again, this is probably a loaded question because you're studying the topic, but uh, have you, had you read uh, uh, Pamela Howard's book on what is sonography? Because well. I, I adore her. I, I think she's fantastic. I love listening to her talk and uh uh it's uh it's, it's i think she's joked about um writing another book called what isn't sonography or something to that extent because she did you can kind of see she's again this is my impression she's kind of a little sad that the that word has has kind of been misunderstood
1: yeah and um Ravel actually is the one who, who edited her last edition of the book of course it's a fundamental fantastic book and pa- Pamela is such a wonderful charming person I still remember when she came to give a talk in in my school when I was starting my PhD studies and I immediately went I grabbed the book and, and started reading it and she has herself many stories uh, working with Swabura. Um it is a, it is a term that has been misunderstood I think uh, I, uh, I know you've talked to Pavel about this, and I, Pavel and me, are, I think, are on the same page with this, that, yes, we do want to have practice, we want to have a term or a concept that's more inclusive, that doesn't only represent the kind of, um, vision of scenography that was, uh, practiced in the 60s, 70s, and that really only describes a certain idea of what design is, but I think that that's not just what scenography is, there is much more to be said about it. And it's really about those artists we saw at PQ that uh, were doing projects that uh, engaged with their communities, that engaged with the world around them, projects that uh, really want to go beyond the vision of uh, designing a set for a performance, but really projects that uh, frame and carve the environment of the performance. and I really think this, this, this uh, word deserves more credit, and we want to work on that, so.
0: I, I, I agree, I agree. I, I remember being introduced to the, uh, let's just say, the, uh, the healthy discussion of that word uh, and world stage design in 2017, I want to say. Does that sound right? In Taipei, Taiwan, mm-hmm. and there was great consternation between uh, uh, two camps over over that word. And there and at that time there there was no middle ground. It was it's either this or it's this. And then they said, well we'll just smash them together. And it'll be sonography and this or theater design and production and sonography. And you know, I think it's gonna take greater minds than this one, clearly, to to, to come up with something that is inclusive. Um, but I my my question is, does everything or is there all does there always need to be a, a striving for what consider what is considered inclusivity? does everything need to be we need to bring everybody together is there is there a place for this is this idea and it can be a separate idea in the greater scheme? It's just this idea
1: Well, certainly, and um, uh, I have nothing against that, but i uh, just think that one of the Uh, advantages of the the scenography is actually how open and how inclusive it is and uh, I know it's problematic and I know it very well from especially now uh, being here in the States and how especially institutionally it is problematic because you just don't have programs in scenography and you don't know you don't have students that would use the word and that would even know what it means of course Mm then we go into the semester and we start talking about what they actually do and what they want to achieve with their work, how their practice looks like, then they're like, of course, yes, I'm a scenographer, uh, but but that takes some time. And uh, I don't know why it's so, uh, especially in the States, it's a place of design versus scenography as an artistry, but that's, that's where we are, I guess.
0: I, I feel like it's a debate, it's like, the difference between Kleenex and tissue. If we're talking about the same thing, it's just over time we've accepted Kleenex as the, the 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 all-encompassing name of something that you use to blow your nose with or to wipe something up. Um, my my feeling about sonography um, uh, is something that I define for myself. It's if, if this is what it means to me, this is what it means. I don't necessarily say this it has to be for everyone. Um, and, you know, and yeah, there comes a time where we kind of have to sort of agree on, on something. Um, I remember uh, my, my former colleague who, uh, who was here, uh, Edwin Erminy, um, he opened my eyes and really had to kind of beat me with, with trying to be a little bit more understanding of what it is that how he defined himself as a sonographer and what that meant to him. And I think having the opportunity to to be around him for the, the four years that I had before his untimely passing was I'm going to hold on to that because now at least now I have a germination of that idea. Now I, you know, I got to see it in action. And I think that's part of the part of the issue is we don't get to see the word in action. It's like it's much easier to say I am this and I am that and Design, 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 design. Which I I have no problem with. I think designers and directors and a lot of these folks who work in and around and behind the scenes are criminally, criminally uh, under uh, underappreciated. I uh, I just think that like I think it's just there there needs to be a point where you got it if it's a one on one interaction or you just need there's something about seeing it in 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 reality that that for me at least gave it much more uh, solidity, gave it much more foundation to me.
1: Well, yeah, it's, it's always the hard part to, uh, as you say, to see really the practice and, and see behind it. And also because uh, so much of the time we just don't even get to see our work because it's happening somewhere else in the world. Uh, and the only way we can uh, learn about it is if you tell us about it. But then we're going back to the words and the ability to express what we do through some words, and hopefully, having some mutual understanding what these words mean, and mm-hmm. I guess that's why it is important to try to negotiate these uh, terms It's not about creating labels or categories, but really trying to you know articulate in language what it is that we do and why we care and that's why we were so excited about p q talks because that's where the discussions were happening i think
0: yeah i I, I agree in my in my my talk with with Pavel, I think one of the things we 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 agreed with and and um, i I'm going to assume that you agree with as well is nothing takes the place of that personal interaction of, of being in the room and having the conversation or listening to the conversation that that is a, an essential ingredient into the greater understanding or at least moving the conversation forward.
1: Oh completely completely. Uh- personal communication, and and the whole idea of collaboration, too, uh, which was one of the topics of PQ, but also uh, for me personally, that's so crucial to be able to um, think through stuff or work through stuff with somebody else, having conversation with you or with my colleagues, with Pavel. I've enjoyed it so much, and uh, sadly, the institutions often push us against it because we are often so much to have sole authorship or monograph or I am the author of this and this is my idea but I think it's crucial and it's part of the scenography practice I guess but the whole thing of uh, being to being able to do things together in collaboration in dialogue in conversation uh, that's so important.
0: Maybe, maybe you might be able to help me with the with this challenge is um you know i'm i'm going through my my process with with the school that i'm at and uh, but 2 3 years ago they they started really leaning into us about taking ownership publishing research you know the 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 whole gamut that i i understand is probably is part of the academic uh, academic world one of the challenges though was that the the greater university was applying a standard that doesn't necessarily work for the arts you know so musicians or or dancers or people like ourselves you know it it's a little bit hard to to say here's a paper that quantifies the the essence of what of this topic because it's a very in the moment thing or it has a we have a an attachment to it we can't it's very difficult for us to stand outside of of ourselves and be objective. You know, a scientist says, I make, I, I we have done this research to achieve you know a, a cure for a cure for cancer. And this is the process. And you can look at it. And you know, I how do how did you how do you handle that? Or how have you handled that that challenge with with having to present yourself in such a way but still you know kind of be like, I'm an artist for crying out loud. <laughs>
1: I've seen this so often, back in the Czech Republic and here around me. Uh, Yeah, on one hand you have the the makers, the artists, and then the system that pressures them to sort of find a different medium for what they do and and use words to describe what they do. Um, I still remember working uh, with this fantastic uh, Latvian young designer, sorry, Lithuanian designer, uh, I was trying to help him to write an article for a publication about PQ and he kept saying, Barbara, but this is not my medium, help me, this is not my medium and yes of course, it's, it's the issue and uh, that's what so many people struggled with. Uh, I uh, have not been, I'm not a, a practicing artist myself, I'm the person who handles the words, that's kind of my thing, so uh, I try to help whenever I can. Uh, but yeah, I know it's an issue for many people. And uh, what do you do? System institutions.
0: So what you're saying is, when I get stuck, call you up because you will help find the words.
1: Oh yes, yeah. so that's kind of what I do and what <laughs> I'm doing. <really.
0: laughs> uh, I've I've heard I've heard many a uh, many a time that uh, an author's work is only as good as their editor.
1: Oh my, of course, and we're back uh, at the with the idea of collaboration because. Anything really is a collaborative uh, process uh, and writing, especially. And there is no good writer without a good editor. That's so true. And I say that as a writer and as an editor, uh, whether I am in the shoes of the writer or on this other side as the editor who tries to help develop the ideas and uh, make the text better. But it's so important. And I say that to my students all the time, too. Don't think that you're just going to sit down and write the perfect thing. It takes sometimes a village to, to produce a really good writing. So it's all about collaboration on many levels. And I've uh, enjoyed doing this with designers, especially I've had this long-term collaboration with Simona Ribakova. She's the, um, the, one of the heads of the co- uh, costume subcommittee of Oyster. Uh And mm-hmm. we talk about this a lot. She's exactly one of those people that say, uh, she's a fantastic costume designer very experienced, uh, she's done so much wonderful work, but she feels uh, whenever she's asked to give a presentation or, or to, to talk about her work, this is a particular challenge, this is difficult. And that's when we get on Skype, and that's when we talk and discuss and uh, try to frame uh, what she does and make sense out of it. And uh, it's, a, it's a natural part of the whole process. I. I just assume it happens for many people. We just sometimes don't talk about it, um, but I think it's it's healthy and it's good.
0: I agree. I, I agree. I you know, I remember as a as many many years ago being afraid of public speaking and uh, public speaking to me was um, standing up in front of a, a podium and giving a speech and that that to me was was public speaking and um, I as time has gone on and I'm, you know, and a lot has changed for me, confidence, things like that. It's, it's, it's very interesting to watch folks, like I said, like you say, who are very, very um, articulate when it comes to their work. But then when it comes time to present it in such a way, it's, it's, it's very scary, very scary. And that, and that's something schools don't prepare you for. It's, they want to teach you the, the, you know what what it is in their curriculum, but the, the the ability to present or talk or public speak, I you know I I think a lot of people students would have benefited from at least a session of that. Just something that that makes them feel okay. I mean, it takes practice, obviously, but you know, uh, public speaking is 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 probably the 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 hardest thing. But yeah i'm sorry but to 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 continue um speaking of public speaking uh so so what you're telling me is p q twenty twenty three uh p q talks are you in are, are is it is it done can we confirm that you and pavel are gonna like gangbusters do it again
1: um I don't want to play here like a movie star can't confirm anything oh. <laughs> can't. i just can't i don't think anybody right now knows exactly what's gonna be happening uh, okay. I can say for sure that uh Pavel and me definitely have ideas how we would like to take things on and uh if we're invited, we would be all in i'm sure yeah,
0: i i i I tell this to Pavel and I'll tell this to you it was a fantastic experience um Having the opportunity to, to be on stage with folks that I didn't know but eventually got to talk to and then I get to learn from um, was was great. I wish I was a little bit more prepared, but I think we all at, at some point in hindsight go, what was I nervous about? Or, oh, if I had this, I, a little bit more time. So next time, and there will be a next time, I'm definitely going to bring my A game. I'm um,
1: going to say next time, next time. Yeah. It's
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I, you know, I, uh, I, I like getting involved. I like getting involved. I think uh, that's one of the things that I've slowly grown into. I mean, I was behind the scenes for a long time, and you know, I mean, it was okay. But this kind of second win for myself is 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 about you know, lo- like I said, I like listening to people. I like I like asking questions and things like that. But. Um, I know that uh, I know that uh, time is getting short. I know that uh, we have a, a full day a, a ahead of us, um, and I do have one, two more questions. But the first one is: currently behind you, you, you just moved, and there is a painting behind you. And for the longest time, I thought it was just a, a, a picture of of, of of a of a person in a frame. And I thought that was a nice little piece. And it turns out there's actually more to it. What is that uh, picture behind you?
1: So the whole uh, story is it's called Zizekian self portrait So okay. if uh, you see the detail, the, the little guy on the table, that's actually the, the famous philosopher Slavoj Zizek. Uh, and it's uh, one of my ex-students um, paintings that I just loved and, and, and purchased.
0: It's fantastic and fantastic. Do you remember the student's name?
1: Lauren. Lauren, yes. Actually, she was not my student per se. She was a student in a school where I taught scenography. She was in painting. I saw this painting uh, at the library. There was an exhibition of a student, and I just had to look her up and contact her because I loved it.
0: And and if she if she if someone happens to hear her name, and and can and reach out to her. Let her know that her picture is still bringing you happiness and joy and that it, it's enjoying a, a comfortable rest in your home. Um, so, uh, again, uh, oh, I did have, a, 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 a one last question. One last question. Um, with, uh, with, uh, with all that's going on, um, it, and I, I, I try and remember to ask this of, of, of all my guests. Um, is there a project, a person, something that's going on that you feel needs a little more attention that you would like to, to tell people about, uh, or something that you're doing that uh, you would like to, to share with folks so that if they they look it up on the internet or run across it in, a, in, a, in an event, that they should know more about?
1: Uh, I could mention that one of the things I do uh, here in Philly is uh, Writing for Thinking Dance, which is an online platform uh, that that writes about uh, theater and dance in the Philadelphia area, we try to do take uh, criticism very seriously. We pay a lot of attention to providing good, uh, positive, constructive feedback. We do uh, two rounds of uh, editorial peer review, so uh, people can check that out um, and. Uh, other things are on my webpage, barbaraprihodova.com. dot com.
0: Oh that's great. And you know what? We'll put that in the in the, the notes for the show and not only your own your own uh information, but also for it was you said think dance?
1: Thinking dance.
0: Thinking dance. Thinking dance. We'll get that we'll get that correct. This has been a lovely uh lovely chat. Um have a fantastic rest of your day. I look forward to a follow-up conversation at some point with whatever project or whatever's going on, and uh, hopefully we uh, rub shoulders again uh, at a PQ event, an OIstat or, or wherever, maybe over a cheese stick. Who knows?
1: Sounds great. Thanks so much for having me. This was fun. Excellent.. I have to say.
0: Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us on this latest episode of the podcast. Remember, this podcast is listener-supported, so wherever you get it, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. This podcast can be found on such platforms as iTunes Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Stitcher. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, we can be reached at archivett24 at yahoo.com. Again, that's A-R-C-H-I-V-E-T-T-24 at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Archiving Technical Theater History. We appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.